Hello, and welcome to the Hamumu Halloween Home Horror Hoedown. The podcast where we watch 31 horror movies throughout the hallowed month of October. Ranging from the critically acclaimed to film school projects gone gruesomely awry. And we take them all way too seriously. I'm your host, Mike Hommel. And I'm your host, Sully Hommel. Now warning, we use a ghoulish number of spoilers, so watch the movies first. Second warning, we don't know anything about anything, so don't take us seriously while we take these movies seriously. Wait a minute. Didn't we just do this review? What's happening? Maybe we're caught in some sort of time loop? What? I remember... Well, it's kind of weird because last time... It was written down, but now we're doing it in the micro. Is this a different dimension where we're recording it instead of... It's little details that change from dimension to dimension. And other things it's that don't multiverse. change at all, which makes no sense. Huh. This is our review of this movie to you. Maybe you should just tell them what it's called. Okay. Wait a minute. That was Happy Death Day, and this is Happy Death Day to you. To the number two, U, the letter U. Yeah. Which I think they meant to stand for, like, university. That's what it, the way, the font they used. It looks like it. But then it's like, it's to you, which I get it. Happy birthday to you. The whole thing is extra stupid. It's like. Hey, so. We've given our listeners a lot of homework recently where we've we've been like, you want to watch this first. (laughs) Yeah. Guess what, guys? You have no need to watch this movie. (laughs) Although, to counter that, I would say, if you watch this movie, it really feels like, for at least the first third of this, that we watched the first movie, but it was a couple years ago, and I was like... I feel like we should have just watched the first movie first because this is like everything about it feels like it's saying, remember this? And you're like, well, not really. It's like, no, but you need to know the details. Yeah, but it turns out you don't actually need to know any of the details. But but it really does rely on them. Like sort of. Yeah. I certainly am not going to tell them to go back and watch the first one Mm. again and then watch this one. I like our listeners. Why do you hate our listeners, Mikey? <laughs> I'm not telling anyone to do anything they don't want to do. This seems like an indication of opinions that are coming. Yes. Uh, so basically, Happy Death Day to You is the same movie, only worse. Yeah. I mean, it. Like, I want to do a summary of it, but yeah. I don't even know how to summarize this movie because I don't think this movie actually. Makes sense. Makes any sense. So it's no. really difficult to summarize it. I mean, it's incredibly convoluted how it works out and how it gets started. Like, it doesn't make any sense. It starts out making you think that it's the same day from a different person's perspective. Who's Which would also have been interesting. looping back. And he does loop back a couple times. But then, for some reason... <laughs> Sissy the magic machine, apparently. Yeah. It we go back to uh Tree. Yep, that's still her name. Tree you would think that would change in the other universe. <laughs> being the person who's reliving her day over and over again, which of course she's super angry about because she's already done it once. Mm-hmm. I was also super angry about that. Because <laughs> you've already done this once. Right? <laughs> 
Yeah, let's talk about that nickname because things change from dimension to dimension. And you're going to tell me that in two (laughs) different dimensions, dimensions where things as dramatic as her mother's dead in one and not in the other, Mm -hmm. and she still has the same super bizarre nickname in both. Give me a break. Okay. Statistics say nah. Well, that's, that's part of the problem with this movie is like you've got that sort of thing that major change her mom is mm-hmm. alive in this one her the, the guy who becomes her boyfriend in the first movie is dating someone else in this movie her arch nemesis like i mean these are real changes that would change the things that are happening in the world but she gets up in the morning and walks through the exact same experience the the other movie started with like all the same people doing the same thing on the quad yeah at one point in the beginning when it's ryan who's looping through his day he has this thing about the butterfly effect and then (laughs) there's no butterfly effect anywhere in this movie but i mean that's just crazy if if these major changes and yet people are still going about their day in exactly the same way yep what no it's ridiculous so speaking of ryan I was going to say my biggest complaint, but I'm not sure that I can say that because I have a lot of complaints about this movie. But one thing that really, really bothered me about the story, about the writing, was that we start out with this whole thing where Ryan comes back and then there's two Ryans and he's trying to stop something terrible from happening and he fails. And then it suddenly changes to a completely different movie. Mm -hmm. And that whole plot line of Ryan trying to stop Ryan from doing what Ryan does completely gets thrown out the window. It does. It just disappears. I mean, I feel like, you know, when good Ryan goes and turns on the machine and evil Ryan doesn't want that to happen, eventually the machine goes off. And I think that erased or sent back evil Ryan, which I guess solves the problem, except the whole thing evil Ryan was doing was saying, we can't let him do this because it will make more problems. I mean, maybe he was just evil Ryan. Like <laughs> He was just evil. He, I mean, he did come in and then immediately become, it, it turned into one of those, no, don't kill me, kill him. Like, <laughs> yeah. like within three seconds, he's trying to convince Ryan's friends to kill the actual Ryan well, from he, their universe. He really wants him dead. That, that much I, is quite clear. So I, uh, yeah, I don't know. That that whole thing was yeah, a very no strange part of that like, actually misdirect. Makes any sense? No. There's no world where that. There's no separate universe in which that makes sense. No, and it wasn't even like a good twist because as soon as somebody was chasing Ryan, I'm like, oh, this is himself. Like he's chasing himself to try to stop himself from doing something. It was super predictable and completely ineffective. And. It- didn't make sense with the plot of the movie, so yeah, good it was deal. Dumb. But that brings me to what might be, I mean, we've got a lot to go, but this might be my biggest complaint. Okay. Which is this killer, which is a normal human being holding a kitchen knife with no surveillance of anybody, no advanced technology, no advanced knowledge, mm. who is so utterly unstoppable that she has to commit suicide instead of, I don't know, going to a place that this person doesn't know she goes to. Yeah. You know? For two movies now. Yeah. She can't get away from a person holding a knife. And she has advanced knowledge of everything that's happening. Yeah. Oh, that's the worst part of it, is it makes no sense. It's it's very upsetting that that this 
very low-tech killer is so supernaturally good at what they're doing. Yeah. yeah it's very yeah. upsetting. I mean, like, if, if I were in this situation she was in, I'd be like, well, let me Google a random hotel, book a room, and go stay there. Like, they yeah. would never know. Problem solved. But I think part of the there. issue with that is that she has to be around to do the things that she needs to do, like to make hmm. to make them continue working toward fixing the problem. Like if she just goes and hides in a random hotel, sure she survives to midnight, but then she yeah, does the day all over again. Does she? We have not tested that theory. I think in the first one it did. Like oh, she just well, made it know. to midnight and then mm. just woke up again the next day, starting sounds, all over again. That sounds either familiar or a scene from Groundhog Day. I'm not sure which. <laughs> well here's the thing. There's only so much you can do with the idea that someone is looping in a comedic format. Like, I think that they ran into that problem and it made this, like, this movie wants to be funny, but there was a big chunk oh in the middle where she's like, well, I have to keep reliving this day and memorizing all of these new things and becoming an astrophysicist because that's the only way to carry the information over from day to day so that we can mm -hmm. keep making progress, which I liked. But then their brilliant idea is that she die by suicide over and over and over again, and not in like a quick, painless way, no. but like in a series of horrific ways. Different every time. Like she didn't find one right? she liked. That are all supposed to be, ha ha, so very, very That funny. was the worst part about that. That was like actually upsetting that yeah they're playing this like rom-com cheerful music some little As peppy she, like, lyric song leaps into uh wood chippers yeah. and and swan dives off of clock towers and drinks bleach in the middle of the grocery store and, like, it, and she does it and she like uh, someone in the grocery store sees her and she's like oh here i go i mean it was and I, really wrong i think you know, okay, well, she knows that it's not going to kill her permanently, but she also knows it's going to hurt. Really bad, yeah. Like, it, it's established that she feels this stuff. In fact, when she wakes up the next morning, she feels the bleach on her throat. Yeah. Like, why? It just felt very inappropriate. It was, it was so dark. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I didn't like it. And like I said, that's... That's part of the whole killer being too unstoppable thing. Like, if she had just stayed in this room with them working on the, the physics thing, first of all, this killer would have never found them, given who he actually was. He wouldn't have yeah. known. And second of all, they just locked the door. <laughs> Problem solved. Also, if she had just stayed there working with them and then reset at midnight, like, that happened. Yeah. No, like, why did she have to it. die? Like, yeah. ugh. Yeah. I don't I, understand. The, the whole plot is nonsense. Like, at no point does anything make any sense, and it all kind of conflicts with itself. It makes sense from scene to scene, like from one thing to another, one choice <laughs> to the next. I'm like, okay, there's sort of a little bit of logic, but there's no internal logic overall. So if you get more than two choices down the road suddenly it doesn't make any sense with the choices that are two choices back it just it's ridiculous i think we were supposed to like tree more in this movie that is funny you should say that because one of my notes is still unlikable right that's one of my biggest problems with the first movie is that she's supposed to be this like ferris bueller free spirit character and you're supposed to be like oh she's 
on an adventure and she's having so much fun and haha she pulled the guy's sunglasses off and he thought it was clever and funny i mean like no he would have been really mad about that right and same thing in this movie she does these clever quippy things like shrugging her shoulders while drinking bleach and it's not likable no it's it's not likable a yucky person and they lampshade that with the recap, like, for the first movie. Like, mm-hmm. they do a recap yeah. at the very beginning. And, like, she keeps saying, oh, I know, I was so terrible. I was so terrible. But I learned. And, like, with the idea, right, that she's better now. And she's not. Like, the minute she runs into any kind of conflict, she's the same terrible person she used to be. And there's a whole, like, the whole premise of this movie is that she's being forced to decide between the universe she's supposed to be in, where she's with this guy who's supposedly the love of her life, or yeah. the universe she's been thrown into where her mother is still alive. Mm-hmm. But her the guy is with somebody else. For the moment. For the moment. Who she knows is cheating on him. Yeah. Like. <laughs> that whole thing. Okay. At one point, they have a conversation about this very fact that she has to choose, right? Uh-huh. And he's saying, you have to go back because people in your universe will die if you don't go back. Yeah. And she hears that and responds with, I'm sorry I have to choose between the two of you, but I choose my mom. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And I'm watching thinking, did you hear the words that he said? Because that's not what he said. Maybe it's another script problem where they changed one of those lines and... Didn't keep reading down the page. (laughs) Right? I, like, she's, she's so wrapped up in how this is affecting her. And she Mm -hmm. only cares about how it's affecting her. It's all about what she wants in universe A and what she wants in universe B and the fact that she can't have them both. So sad. And she doesn't care at all about anybody else. Yeah, that sounds pretty accurate. So she's super unlikable on many levels. But let's... Um, set aside all the criticisms, I do want to say this movie is an incredible depiction of realistic scientific exploration and <laughs> physics and math. So it's just a matter of running through all the possible <laughs> algorithms. All 12 or so. <laughs> right. Wait, you said she died like eight times? I, I don't, yeah, I think it said that on IMDb. I mean, maybe they didn't show us all of her iterations, yeah. but yeah. Uh, they. One of my notes was that they, they, they do not understand the scientific method. <laughs> or how anything works. Like MRI machines, for example. <laughs> I mean, how do you turn a screwdriver into a gun? <laughs> With an MRI machine. Yeah. I mean, technically, she turned the screwdriver into a bullet. Yeah. One of the things that they really, really didn't understand about science, which seemed like it was way out of left field and would not have made any sense for somebody who was working in academia trying to come up with something, you know, publish or perish. Yeah. Uh, the, the dean comes in and is like, I'm shutting this down. And he's like, what? Well, you're not making any, you know, you haven't found anything. It's not a success. We can't patent anything. And he's like, <laughs> You mean it's all about the money? <laughs> You're so shocked. Like, what universe have you been living in, Ryan? Well, yes, it's all about the money. That is a good question. <laughs> Which universe has he been living? Maybe he was oh. secretly evil, Ryan, the whole time. Maybe. Maybe he was secretly stupid, Ryan. <laughs> so 
Speaking of stupid Ryan. Yes. As much as I think it was ridiculous to spend like the first 15 minutes on a movie about Ryan. Yeah. Just to have us watch a movie about (laughs) Tree. I was really, really glad actually when it switched over to having Tree as the main character. Because the Ryan character was a terrible (laughs) actor. (laughs) Sorry. So bad. He had a very early Keanu Reeves vibe going on. Keanu Reeves is a superstar. Very bankable. This guy, it's next big thing. He may be hoping for that. Yeah, I don't know. It was painful watching him. Well, if you want to see something painful, what about this horror movie we were watching, by the way? This is a horror movie. Oh, it was supposed to be a horror movie. I mean, I don't know. When all of a sudden, like, it's going along, it's it's all light and silly, but, I mean, it's supposedly trying to be like a real world kind of feeling, though. You know, like... Is it? Well, I mean, it's not slapstick. It's... It wasn't? What I'm getting at... She throws at, herself in a wood chipper with a smile. Yeah. But that makes sense in the story if you buy the fact that she would do those things, which doesn't make any sense. Anyway, what I'm getting at okay. was when it goes so much worse, which is the blind French girl coming into the office and the whole movie turns into this cartoon. The blind French girl who is neither blind nor French. It was like Mr. Bean. Yeah, with all the falling down and the was, running around yeah, and the and funny faces. And, and you gotta hit him with your cane. and yeah. It was just insanity. Like, there's no world where that scene could ever actually occur in real life. It's just a comedy skit. And, like, the rest of it didn't feel like that. Like, it was unrealistic, but it was sort of, I I don't really want to say grounded, but by comparison. By comparison, (laughs) yes. There were a couple of parts like when the when the machine went off toward the beginning and everybody spent like six minutes (laughs) slow-mo falling backwards that was a little bit in that same vein i guess but yeah that scene in particular was particularly unbelievable in an incredibly unbelievable movie not only because yet again people who make entertainment have failed to understand that educators are so poorly funded. Yeah. And yeah. that there is no faculty lounge in the world that looks like that. <laughs> well, that reminds me of uh, Ryan saying, I think it was Ryan who was like, I should have gone to MIT. Like, if you could get into MIT, you're not going to the baby school. Right. No, no, he, he got his two. MIT was his, uh, what do they call that, safety school? (laughs) He really wanted to go to the school with the giant baby as the mascot. Yeah. Well, (laughs) he uh, he got in. He did. Congrats. And it's because it's such a well-funded school. (laughs) I guess. They have this amazing teacher's lounge. I mean, it has to be pretty well-funded. They had been working on that project that was regularly blowing out light bulbs all over town, apparently. Yes. That was crazy at the end when they... Fired it off for the last time, and light bulbs in the hospital, which who knows how many miles right, away it somewhere was, somewhere else in in town, were exploding. They must have caused millions of dollars in damage. They had to make those light bulbs explode, though, because mm. otherwise we wouldn't have had all those pretty sparklies falling down around them as they had their very, very romantic <sighs> kiss. 
in the middle of that sort of death scene. Yeah, all the bodies and whatnot. Right. Which brings me to one of my other notes, that this movie, it takes that thing that rom-coms do, which is create an incredibly unrealistic, idealistic version of love. Mm-hmm. And it like just spread that all over the place. Like it was <laughs> weird how her relationship was with uh, what's his face? Carter. Carter. But it was also super weird how they made her relationship with her mother like this idealistic yeah. thing. Like she's sitting there and having this, you know, spewing out how beautiful her mother is and how much she loves her. And, and her mom's not going, Yeah, like, did what? you get hit on the head? Like, <laughs> what is wrong with you? Because she was acting bizarre. Well, and when her mom first showed up at the lunch, you know, it was, it was supposed to be a special moment because, you know, we don't think she's alive mm-hmm. and she appears. And instead of just walking over, she stands 10 feet away and is like, here I am, honey. Even though she doesn't think she's <laughs> <Yeah>. been dead. <laughs> like, she thinks this is just a normal lunch. <laughs> it's just one more lunch that she's going to have with her daughter. I mean, yes, it's their birthday and it's a special day. but And she even like was a little weirded out by how her daughter was like, oh, it's yeah. so good to see you, mom. At least they got that. But she wasn't weirded out enough. Like She should have been like, is everything okay? Like You seem unwell right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, so it was it was all very idealistic and and it sets up these unrealistic expectations. As a woman who has a mother, looking at that, it was it was sort of painful to be like, "Oh, I wish I had a relationship like that with my mom." Just like people look at <laughs> Which rom-coms. Nobody does. <laughs> no, nobody does. My relationship with my mom is not that bad even. <laughs> And still, it was like, oh, look. But that's what rom-coms do, is they... They're poison. Yes, they take the realism out of human interaction and then make you feel terrible for not being able to live up to their hyper-perfect standard. This movie does take the realism out of everything it touches. <laughs> yes. I would agree. I feel like it's the the writing. With just like the script just doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't make any sense. It's just like they didn't understand basic cause and effect and things like mm-hmm. that. And they just sort of threw things together. I got the sense that they didn't care. Like, like yeah. that this movie was just, like, they were having fun making it, and they were putting zero thought into, they were very much like Tree. It's <laughs> all about how, what they wanted and what they, you know, how it felt to them, but they weren't going to put any thought into anything else. Well, like, like, let's not put any thought into having a scene where someone just happily drinks bleach in the I middle know. of a grocery store. What, I, what, what blows my mind about that is... You know, studio guy comes and visits the set on that day and is like, what are you filming? Or like the studio lawyers. We have liability here. Right? I mean, if nobody else, lawyers themselves would be like, ooh, um, yeah, I don't think that's a good idea. This stuff is usually frowned upon. But jumping back to that word horror. Yes. The horror in this movie is kind of like Scream. It's a guy with a knife kind of sneaking up behind you and stabbing you. And that occupies like 40 seconds of the entire movie. Yeah. And it's not even remotely intense in any way. They did a better job of that in the first one. Yes, I was going to say that. The first one felt more kind of like a Scream movie. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, this idea could be 
deeply horrific. This, you know, you're stuck living this loop over and over and the killer keeps getting you and you can't get away. Like, mm -hmm. that's a terrifying scenario, but mm -hmm. not the way they do it, which is fine, but don't bill it as horror. So here's one thing. I think I mentioned the other day that I was reading all of these little um, horror flash fiction pieces and people yeah. were like, this is horror, this isn't horror, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I really like the ones where human nature is the horror. You know, like something we, we, we let go of morality or ethics just a little too much and then become horrific, right? Yeah. And there was just a brief glimpse of that at the end <laughs> of this movie. Which, it doesn't make up for the whole rest of the movie <laughs> in any way. But there's an idea here, there's a kernel here that could make for a really horrific movie. Which is, at the end, after everything is resolved and she goes back and she's, you know, love of her life, whatever, it's all yay. DARPA, her mom's dead, yay. Right. right. <laughs> her mom is dead again. DARPA takes control of this machine, this time loop machine yeah and asks them to come and help work it out because they you know all yeah. of these uh, scientists can't figure out what these five college <laughs> students figured out <laughs> sure but they're like oh we're gonna need we're gonna need to recruit someone to participate in a time loop in a test yeah and first of all, that's pretty horrific because we already know how broken this thing is. Like, it is not yeah. functioning properly. They should not be doing human testing yet. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Again, they do not understand the scientific process. But she, Tree, the hero of our movie, immediately is like, oh, I have an idea. Let's take the girl I've been jealous of through this whole movie because she was dating my boyfriend in the other universe. Mm -hmm. And involuntarily put her in this next trial. Yeah. She doesn't know that that's what's happening to her. But let's go ahead and do that. Well, and that's that's her doing her it's all about me thing again. You know, she's mm -hmm. not a hero. She's not solving anything for anyone. She's just going, this will be fun for me. Right. And that girl was, I mean, she was not a nice girl. She wasn't evil or anything. <laughs> I actually thought she was going to put somebody else. Like, I, I, it was obvious she was going to, like, volunteer someone yeah. for the project and that they weren't going to know. But I thought she was going to volunteer the professor, doctor, whoever it was, the teacher, that in the first yeah. movie she was having an affair with. And in this movie, her friend Lori was having an affair with. Like, he's a scummy guy. Yeah. And I thought he was going to be the one, which still would not have been okay. <laughs> but at least he was established. Like, he was the actual murderer of this movie. Like, it was established that he was evil. But no, she picks her uh, sorority sister, who is only a danger to her because in another universe, her boyfriend <laughs> dated this girl. Yeah. It was gross. That's kind of how it goes. So that, anyway, that premise could be a horror movie. Yeah. That you're willing to do that to other people. None of the rest of this was a horror movie, if you ask me. Ratings. This movie had good production values. It did. Are you done with your review? <laughs> um, beyond that, there's not much I liked about it. Yeah. There was a version of Staying Alive in the ending credits by Lizzo, which wasn't <laughs> terrible. Well, that's good. I mean... It wasn't terrible. It was a good bar. <laughs> right? 
It's significantly higher than the bar the rest of the movie is drinking at. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, I did not like this movie. I had a hard time making myself watch it, like yes. pay, continue paying attention to it so that I could talk about it. Because by like, I don't know, 20, 30, 40 minutes into it, I was like, oh, yeah, this is terrible. Yeah. I don't like anything about this movie. Yeah, it was just... I knew it was going to be bad. The first one was not great, but it was not great in a way that was still okay to watch. Like it was kind of funny and and entertaining. Uh-huh. And this one is just a slog. Like it just wasn't fun. And then there were parts where I'm like, oh, the people who made this think this is funny. And that makes me feel very right. disturbed. That's what I got out of a lot of it. Like the end part you were talking about yeah. where she sacrifices a friend. And and I don't like any of that. Like it, it was just not good. So I was actively rooting for their plan that was supposed <laughs> to be the, you know, the solution, the climax of the movie. I was actively rooting for their plan to fail. Just because it would have been more interesting than what was going on. Don't you think that would have meant the movie would have just kept going for another loop? I did have that (laughs) thought. And I was like, oh, I'm really glad it's not going to fail because that means the movie's almost over. But I really, I was like, oh, I really want the Dean to unplug this machine here at the last second because all of this is gross. Yeah. So anyway, I am just going to give this movie one weaponized science idea out of five wow yeah okay i mean i don't think that's wrong i think slog is a good word i had trouble paying attention i was getting bored and walking away and it was too long it's an hour and 40 minutes and it's not the kind of movie that needs to be an hour and 40 minutes no there was an emotional goodbye scene in the middle of the movie where she kind of it wasn't just her mom she went around to different characters and Mm -hmm. like you know gave them a speech because she knew she was going to leave this universe and she wanted to leave it on a good note Mm -hmm. and i was like okay whatever and when it was over then you know she was getting ready to go and they had to reset it for another reason and i'm like Oh, are they going to do that again? What? <laughs> and that's that was a point where she was like, no, we we have to go through with this. And I was thinking, yeah, because you don't want to do all that again. That was that was exhausting. Yeah. But anyway. And we don't want to have to watch you do it all again. The whole thing was too long, too exhausting, too random, too nonsensical, too unlikable, too mm-hmm. like. I got the same vibe from the first movie. But I liked the first movie. I gave it four stars. You gave it three and a half. Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed it. It was fun. And that's why I wanted to see the second one and really was disappointed. Mm -hmm. But I got this same vibe in that one. You know how I said uh, Tree was unlikable. She was in the first movie too. And the vibe I got from it was this is likable to someone other than me. Like this is for people who are currently teenagers or something. If this movie were a person, (laughs) this movie would be hanging out in Reddit chat rooms. They would have a red baseball cap on and they would be complaining about snowflakes and how people need too many safe places. That is not the kind of group I was thinking of. That's disturbing. No, I think that the people who made this movie and think the things in this movie are funny are people who would be like, 
they would be offended at what I have said about this movie because they would like be mad that I can't take a joke. Interesting. I hadn't That's even considered the vibe that, I that got vibe at all. For me, it was more like these are really young people. Like I think it's written by older people, but for people who are 15 right now. So like they have a whole different worldview than I do and I don't understand their words and things like that. And maybe that's maybe we're talking about the same people because I think I there's a, there's a maturity level yes. that is missing and Definitely. I don't know. That said, it's not a good movie. I give this one one and a half weaponized science ideas out of five. Just a really bad movie. Yeah. Very disappointing. Uh, I won't be watching any more Happy Death Day movies either. No, neither will I. But I, I enjoyed the first one, even though it did feel off to me in that way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. the first one, I mean, yeah, the first one was better. Definitely. All, All right. right. Well, that's that. Uh, maybe by the time we come back tomorrow, Ryan will have figured out what exactly it is that he contributes to this team that's working on this science project. <laughs> because all we've seen so far is that he pushes a button. Or maybe he won't figure anything out because it'll be the same day again. Oh. And we'll watch the movie again and review it again. Oh, I suddenly understand how angry she was. Yeah. <laughs> that's a rage-inducing idea. <laughs> I don't know why it made me think of that. I'm just going to delete this part. <laughs> why? <laughs> I looked it up. It was interesting to me. <laughs> I mean, it was fine. You could have kept going.